Battery Generation by Patrick Rosen and Lennart Peters. Brought to you by Celeste. This podcast is brought to you by the Helmholtz Institute Ulm and Celeste, the Center for Electrochemical Energy Storage, Ulm and Karlsruhe, Germany. Welcome to Battery Generation, your podcast on electromobility and European battery research. Hey there, Leonard. How are you doing? Good morning, Patrick. Leonard, we have a very exciting topic on this episode. We're talking about sodium ion batteries. The last year, 2021, was the year of sodium ion batteries. There's been lots of news announcements. The biggest Chinese battery manufacturer, CapL, has announced to now step into the game of sodium ion batteries. That's our topic for today. We're talking to one of the leading experts in Europe from this topic. It is Professor Dr. Stefano Passerini. He's the deputy director of Helmholtz Institute Ulm, the coordinator of the ERA joint program on energy storage, and as well the group leader of electrochemistry for batteries group at HIU. Welcome to Battery Generation, Professor Passerini. Thank you for introducing me. Thank you for joining us, Professor Passerini. Dear listeners, as always, if you guys like what you hear, subscribe to the channel, give us a thumbs up, a five-star rating, or leave a comment. And if you know someone that you think we should talk to, or have a topic that you think we should cover in one of our next episodes, please write us an email at hello at batterygeneration.com. That's hello at batterygeneration.com. Now today... We want to talk about sodium ion batteries. Why would we do that? So the thing is, if we are to electrify our entire way of life, we need to produce a lot of batteries. And to do that, we need a material that is abundantly available and easy to come by. Lithium is rare and hard to come by. And that is already causing the price for lithium to increase on the market. So we might need alternative materials for the batteries of our future. True. Um, Stefano Passerini, could you briefly summarize um, where does the raw material sodium actually appear in the nature? Well, sodium is one of the easiest materials to, to uh, get. Uh, the humans are doing this since thousands of years. I mean, we get it from seawater. We just let the seawater drying, so we need a little bit of sun somewhere, south, southern Europe, Africa, and then we get uh, quite a lot of sodium chloride. There are about 35 grams of sodium chloride for kilogram of water, so this is a very high fraction in, in, in weight with respect to any other material, practically. So basically we're talking about salt, is that right? We're talking about the stuff we put in yes. our food, salt. salt. Yeah, and we don't even need to extract it from seawater. I mean, in Germany, for example, there are salt mines that have been uh, already exploited since uh, maybe a couple of thousand years or so. So this is something uh, which we know how to do very well. Mm -hmm. Can we actually use um, the salt from seawater directly for these batteries? Or do you somehow have to extract that salt into a metal process or anything? Well, it depends uh, what is going to be the use. I mean, uh, uh, in, in, let's say for the processing and the production of the typical electrode materials for, for uh, sodium ion batteries, uh, sodium uh, hydroxide or sodium carbonate are used. So, but still, 
it, these are easy to, to extract only the, the sodium and transform it into carbonate or, or hydroxide. And I bet you can see directly that the prices for sodium ion batteries are supposed to be lower than for, for example, lithium ion batteries, correct? This is the, let's say, uh, kind of a dream, okay? <laughs> the, it's a kind of a dream now, but it might become feasible upon the further uh, improvement of the sodium ion battery chemistry, as well as Uh, considering that lithium-ion batteries will increase in price in the future, okay? But right now, sodium-ion batteries are a little bit less performing than lithium-ion batteries, and this then makes the cost uh, still not lower. So there is need of either improvements in the sodium-ion battery chemistry or uh, uh, increase of lithium-ion chemistry, which will happen. Both of them will happen in the near future. So you're saying right now, if we are going to produce a sodium ion battery um, for the same price, we would get basically a battery with less performance? Exactly. Yeah, this is the present uh, uh, problem. The cost of, uh, of uh, a battery, it's not only lithium or only sodium. Okay. So the cost of a battery is fixed by many different parameters including the case, the separator, a lot of inert materials which are usually not considered, but they contribute to the cost of the old cell. If the chemistry, so the sodium ion chemistry is less performing or less performant than the lithium ion chemistry, then the overall cost will be higher. Right now, um, you, you have also to consider, in a sense, the cost, for example, of the space occupied by these batteries. I mean, if... If they are less performant, then they have to be bigger and heavier, and, and this will also add cost, for example, in, in terms of, uh, I can imagine, on electric vehicles, in terms of uh, making the vehicles bigger to host the batteries, to contain the batteries, okay? So this is the present situation. Nonetheless, as I mentioned before, there is a lot of activity going on on sodium-ion batteries, and improvements are coming out continuously, and the cost of lithium-ion batteries will increase, And then very soon there will be a crossover. And then sodium ion batteries will start to be a player in, in many applications, which maybe are not the top electric vehicles, but for many applications, sodium ion batteries will be. How far off do you think this future lies? If you look in your glass ball? It is not much. I would say that uh, if we keep electrifying uh, vehicles uh, with the present rate, this is going to happen in three to five years. What? And this is why industries big industries are, are starting to look, seriously look at the technical economics of sodium ion batteries. Okay, so they want to be ready to produce them. In a sense, Europe is already late again, <laughs> compared to the Asian, but uh, uh, at least we have a very strong scientific background also in Europe this time, and then we, 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 we can be players with respect to Asia. At this point, please tell our listeners how long have you been in the research of sodium ion batteries? I think I started uh, more than 10 years ago, even more maybe. And we've, we've, I've been trying to push sodium ion batteries, not, not only me, there were a few groups in Europe, quite a lot, but uh, I have to say that uh, from the, the industrial and also the policymaker level, uh, you know, they really woke up last year when CATL made this announcement, okay? So, but, but from the research point of view, and even the development on small scale, uh, we are in much better condition than 
for lithium-ion batteries 20 or 30 years ago. Okay. We are, for example, here we are developing small prototypes in collaboration with uh, our uh, partner in HIU, which is ZSW, the Center for Solar Energy and Hydrogen. Let's stick uh, to the characteristics of the sodium-ion battery for a while. Um, you have told me that the price for lithium-ion batteries could somehow pave the street for a success of, of even sodium-ion batteries. We see these high, uh, you know, um, raising prices. Um, how does that affect uh, the market for sodium-ion batteries then? Well, because uh, lithium and other materials which are used for lithium-ion batteries are scarce, so their price will increase substantially in the future, and then this will result in the increased cost of lithium-ion batteries. And at a certain point, there will be a crossover that for some applications, sodium-ion batteries will become better, cheaper, and possibly even better, okay? Um, research will, uh, industrial research will start, and industrial research will definitely optimize materials uh, uh, for the products, which is very important, which we cannot do in a, in a laboratory uh, research institution like HIU, for example. Okay, We don't scale up to tons or, or something like that. Could you once more explain the difference between the volumetric and the gravimetric energy density on the paper comparing to lithium and, for example, magnesium or aluminum? Sodium is heavier than lithium. So, in general, the gravimetric energy density is, uh, is lower, okay? Additionally, some of the materials which are typically used in, in sodium-ion batteries have a lower density than the corresponding materials for lithium-ion batteries, and then this results also in lower uh, volumetric energy density, okay? So, right now, sodium-ion batteries are not outperforming are not even are not very close to lithium-ion batteries both from the gravimetric and volumetric energy density what does this means is that to make to have the same amount of energy stored you need a, a much larger volume and weight of batteries okay and this means that all the inner components which we are not talking about but they are in the cells that will be They have a cost, actually. Sometimes, for example, the electrolyte. We, we, the electrolyte is not frequently mentioned, but the electrolyte is very similar to the electrolyte used in lithium-ion batteries. But you need much more because your sodium cell is bigger. And these add uh, quite a lot of cost. On the other end, sodium-ion batteries have also many advantages. For example, the negative electrode, which is R-carbon, can usually be produced... Uh, from bio-waste, so biomaterials which we are wasting. And this is uh, great for sustainability because we don't need to mine graphite or we don't need to burn oil to produce graphite. Okay, And, and this is definitely important. That's actually very good news if we look at the sustainability of batteries. If we are to produce batteries at that large scale, we need to think about sustainability. So um, if we just look at that aspect, do you think sodium-ion batteries as of right now already beat lithium-ion batteries in just in the regard of sustainability? At the research level, yes. For example, we only investigate uh, uh, negative electrode materials, which is R-carbon, which is made out of bio-waste. But I can tell you that uh, the best performing 
are carbon materials available right now? It's not made out of bio-waste, it's ma again made out of oil, okay? So, but, but I mean, this is, this is the research. I can also tell you that we are, uh, that there are works, uh, there is a lot of activity right now actually uh, in recycling the graphite electrode in lithium-ion batteries so that we don't need to mine graphite or at least we need to mine less graphite as well as to produce less graphite from oil, okay? Th this is a general trend for all battery chemistry. So, um, Raw materials, okay, sodium is easier. The positive electrode of uh, sodium ion batteries do not, there, there are good materials, very promising materials that do not contain cobalt at all. There are even good materials that do not contain nickel. And because this is gonna be the next problem for lithium ion batteries, the availability of nickel, okay? And, 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 and then, uh, obviously, since cobalt, nickel, and lithium price will increase very soon, sodium ion batteries will become a serious player, an important player. Before we now talk about applications, the you know devices that uh, could be run by sodium ion batteries, I would uh, love to talk about safety and recycling of sodium ion batteries. As you have mentioned, um, the more sustainable and the cheaper we get, probably recycling would become uh, something that um, you wouldn't focus on because um, you are not necessarily want to, you know, get out uh, the cheap stuff out of these, you know, um, done batteries. So what do you think um, about recycling of sodium ion batteries then? I mean, when we, we reach the scales which are foreseen for lithium ion or, and sodium ion batteries, we will recycle, okay? I mean, consider that maybe more than 90% of lead-acid batteries are recycled. Lead is supposed to be a very cheap material, right? But the scale, the production scale has been so big that without recycling, lead would be as expensive as gold. This is the concept, <laughs> okay? <laughs> and the same will apply also to lithium-ion batteries and to sodium-ion batteries. I mean, it's the scale uh, you, you reach that forces you to recycle, okay? I mean, really, lead-acid batteries are recycled in a very high fraction. I mean, much more than lithium-ion batteries now, okay? But the scale of lead-acid is, is still larger, and the recycling is established. So we only need to establish the recycling for the other battery games. In terms of safety, this is actually one of the main advantages of sodium-ion batteries. And the advantage is a little bit complicated to explain, but I will try to do it, okay? Okay, in a lithium-ion battery you are forced to use copper as the current collector for the negative electrode, okay? Works perfectly, no problem. The only problem is that if you discharge completely the battery down to 0%, so I strongly recommend everybody never to discharge the battery down to 0%, it could happen that the copper, it is actually, the, the, so the current collector, it is actually dissolving into the electrolyte. And when you charge the battery again, after, this copper might plate and form short circuits inside the cell. So it is extremely dangerous. As a matter of fact, practically all uh, producer of goods which employ lithium-ion batteries have a check that avoids that the cell is completely discharged. Okay. You're talking about catching fire, right? Because otherwise when you recharge it, it might get on fire, okay? So why 
this is a serious issue. This is a serious issue for shipping, for example. I mean, we heard about some aircrafts a few years ago that uh, went on fire, some of them while flying, unfortunately, for the people on board. And this was due to the fact that uh, uh, lithium-ion batteries uh, needs to be shipped partially charged, between 30 and 50% of, of charge, okay? But in this condition, in this situation, the battery contains a lot of energy. And if you send a ship uh, many, many batteries, the chances that one battery will fail start to be high, okay? Sodium-ion batteries do not suffer of this problem because uh, sodium does not alloy with aluminum, and then aluminum can be used also at the negative current as the negative current collector, and this problem is solved. So sodium-ion batteries can be fully discharged without any safety concern. And this is just great for, for safety in general of people, but also for safety of, uh, associated to the shipment. One advantage of sodium-ion batteries we forgot is uh, when comparing, for example, to uh, lithium iron phosphate, is that at lower temperatures, um, sodium-ion batteries perform much, much higher. Uh, you have talked about safety now. I guess lithium iron phosphate batteries um, are pretty safe as well, right? So um, I guess the, the performance at lower temperatures is something um, that, especially in the electric vehicle market, should be once more emphasized, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, lithium iron phosphate is a very safe, uh, positive electron material, but the problem I mentioned before is on the negative electrode. So they still cannot be shipped or fully discharged, okay? So there is still a safety risk. On the other end, graphite is suffering at low, so still the negative electrode of lithium-ion battery is suffering at low temperatures. So below minus 10 degrees centigrade, actually uh, a different process is occurring into the cell and lithium metal is plated rather than lithium-ion be stored into graphite. And this is a big safety risk. Sodium seems to be less prone to this, uh, uh, to this uh, temperature, let's say, uh, limitation, okay? So if I go out in the field and I shoot a video, um, usually the camera is powered by a lithium-ion battery pack. Um, and I, I found an experience that if I shoot in low temperatures, my capacity seems to be a lot lower. So is this, if I were to use a sodium-ion battery in the future, I know right now they're still too big, but would I be able to shoot a video and not have a negative impact if I shoot in low temperatures? This could be, could be, but still we need to get to the point of, of really uh, um, mass-producing sodium-ion batteries and do tests on, on final devices. But from the scientific point of view, this could be possible, okay? Uh, just to, you, you said uh, that um, if you shoot a video with cold weather, you have uh, less, less, let's say, time, right? But the real problem for the lithium-ion battery is not the discharge, I mean, this is annoying, the fact that you have less shooting time. But what is the real problem is that if you try to charge your battery when it's cold. So imagine that, just to make another example, you have your electric car. I have an electric car, no problem. I start and it's very cold outside and then very sudden I have to brake. When I brake, the battery in my car is going to be charged. But if the battery is very cold, 
then there is a, a problem, okay? So, for example, the, the lithium-ion batteries need to be also heated, warmed a little bit so that this problem does not occur, okay? We have now talked about many characteristics. We've talked about the, the abundance, the price, safety, performance, uh, and even um, the recycling. Um, let's come to um, the lifespan of uh, sodium-ion batteries. What is there to expect? I mean, right now, Again, there are lithium-ion batteries are better, but they have been industrialized, and the industri industrialization of these products, I mean, really brings great improvements. Okay, so the 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 principles of sodium-ion batteries are very similar to those the, those of a lithium-ion battery, and I would expect that with the proper development for the industrialization, they will achieve more or less the same performance of lithium-ion batteries. In some cases, even better. That would be really impressive because if we were to, to reach that point, we would also have batteries that are more sustainable, um, perform better at lower temperature, um, that, Patrick, what did I forget? Cheaper. <laughs> that are cheaper, yeah. Yeah, yes, um, yes. This is what so we, we have been selling in the last 10 years, okay? But uh, we, we need to make this a reality. Still, there is uh, some uh, uh, research, still also at the laboratory level, but especially at the industrial level. So now it's time for industry to take up like they, they are doing in China and, and really industrialize the processes and demonstrate that uh, sodium ion batteries can become a real player in the battery, let's say, field. Okay. I guess the first niche that CatL wants to succeed in is um, the electric uh, vehicle market, but not the uh, battery that is powering um, your motor, but um, first of all, replacing lead. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, uh, uh, sodium ion batteries could be a great replacement for lead acid batteries, but also for... Uh, 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 even nickel metal hydride, I would say right now, nickel metal hydride have a market because uh, because uh, they are replacing lead acid batteries. But uh, in the future, sodium ion batteries can can definitely cover all these applications. So light vehicle, uh, vehicles, scooters, uh, vehicles for which the 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 let's say driving range is well known. So I can imagine, I don't know, the mail uh, delivery or stuff like that. In all these cases, it's easy to foresee uh, uh, the application of sodium-ion batteries. Obviously, if you want to have a top car, uh, and Germany is very good in this, uh, maybe they will have to stick with lithium for, for a little longer, okay? <laughs> That's my personal forecast on the market. I, I cannot enter in my many more details, I mean, uh, but this is my forecast, that sooner or later sodium-ion will enter, pretty soon, actually, and... First, we replace lithium-ion wherever the top performances are not requested or mandatory, okay? Well, then let's talk about stationary batteries for a while. Um, do you think that could be as well a niche for sodium-ion batteries? Because I guess weight and size doesn't matter really. Well, weight and size always matter, but uh, for stationary application is definitely easier, okay? And sodium-ion can, can play a role, but... There is a big competition there with many different chemistries, though. So we will see what that will happen. Now, if we are going to go all in on, on renewable energies, we need to balance out the peaks in our grid and we need some sort of storage devices. Would, would sodium ion batteries be a feasible solution uh, for that, too? And would they be that 
right now or do you think that's also more in the future it, it depends what you what you i mean uh, when we talk about the electric uh, the the grid of a, a country okay there are very different time scales and this is something we are actually investigating in in a large european project uh, we are coordinating here uh, name is stories so Conventional lithium-ion batteries and sodium-ion batteries for the grid can just can only be useful for very uh, a narrow range of applications. Okay, so if you are talking about already the, I don't know, I have a lithium-ion batteries in my house in Italy to 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 close the day and night uh, uh, cycle of my photovoltaic panels. Okay, but but when you are talking with, uh, about the grid, you need the really huge amount of uh, of energy storage. If we are talking about the daily and weekly uh, cycle, then we are talking about maybe redox flow batteries and similar systems. If we go about the one week, I mean, we, we, I don't think we should consider batteries anymore. I mean, this is not an option. The energy you can store in a battery is, is not enough uh, to cover this long-term uh, storage. Peak shaving. Uh, uh, frequency regulation, this kind of application, then lithium-ion or sodium-ion batteries can play a role. Maybe even the day and night cycle for households. Professor Passerini, you also research a so-called salt water battery. Um, the one part, the one electrode is actually salt water. Um, how does that battery work? Well, th this is in line with what I was I said before. I mean, we are really looking for long scale, uh, long term storage of energy, and and salt water batteries, seawater batteries can be useful because one electrode you don't care; it just comes from the from the seawater. Okay, the other electrode it is actually sodium metal, which is then. Uh, uh, um, concentrated and this allows you to accumulate a lot of energy you have presented this project as um well perspectively huge containers uh, being built at the seaside maybe um at uh, the baltic sea in germany or the north sea so you have the salt water directly coming into the battery yeah yeah you can also use again uh, salt from uh, salt mines for example or, or 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 like this this is this is actually the approach And uh, the, interestingly is that you can use this battery also for extremely long-term uh, storage because, uh, as I said, you extract sodium when you have excess uh, renewable. And then this sodium can be accumulated somewhere and reused when you need energy. So you can even consider to do seasonal storage. But you can also consider to use the sodium to power ships, for example. So in the harbor, you produce the sodium, the ship because you have seawater and hopefully wind and sun, <laughs> okay? And then you load the, the sodium in the, on the ship and the ship make use of sodium to produce electricity and, and go. And the waste product can be trashed into seawater again because actually it's going to be the component of seawater. What yeah. downsides should be considered? At once I heard something about chloride gas uh, being extracted at the one electrode. So is toxicity, is that something to talk about? This is what happens during charge. So when you are accumulating sodium, you are also producing chlorine, but this is a very precious chemical. Huh? I mean, uh, 
we defeated COVID thanks to the disinfectants and all of, most of them are based on chlorine, okay, or bleach or, I mean, chemical industry is growing 2-3% per year and they need more and more chlorine. So this is actually a precious byproduct. It's not something we want to waste. And definitely seawater are of interest. There are some technical challenges um, to be solved. I mean, uh, obviously, you have sodium metal, you have seawater, you don't really want them to get in contact. So the, the key point is to develop a solid electrolyte that prevents the, the, the two electrodes to get in direct contact. And there is where uh, scientists and engineers now are working, trying to scale up this solid electrolyte to the large sites required for... Uh, real application, not, not the small cells we make in our lab. Okay. But it's extremely important and could address the problem of uh, seasonal storage of energy, which is a serious problem with renewables energy. Perfect. Last words. Lena, do you have something to, to add? Oh, I just think this is a really promising new technology from what I hear now. I'm really excited to 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 stay tuned to find out what will happen in the now upcoming years. I think this will be a very exciting period for sodium ion batteries. Thank you very much, Professor Passerini. Uh, that's it for today. Um, if you as a listener got any questions or any further information or ideas about sodium ion batteries, please email us. That is hello at batterygeneration.com. And of course, we're thrilled uh, for your comments below or even a five-star rating in your podcast app. Thank you for listening. Thank you very much for your time, Professor Passerini. That's it for today. And click in, tune in and stay charged. Thank you for inviting me. Bye-bye. This podcast is also supported by the Karlsruhe Institute of Technology, Ulm University, the German Aerospace Center, and the Center for Solar Energy and Hydrogen Research, Baden-Württemberg.